Welcome to Biblical Christian Worldview's Selective Article Podcast. So let's get started. The three-step deconstruction process for Christians. Over the last nearly two years, I have monitored the process of deconstruction of our Christian worldview. Many define the term deconstruction in a favorable light, often in order to suit their underlying objectives. Those in the pro-deconstruction camp would say that they've finally broken away from the false traditional Christian dogma and are on an exciting journey looking at Christ and God from a fresh and honest perspective. What is interesting about that standpoint or viewpoint to me is twofold. First, I rarely see the word reconstruction as these proponents write endlessly about deconstruction. Secondly, I invariably see deconstructionists and their followers ending up in the same place uh, summarized uh, by my conclusions, which will follow shortly. So deconstruction, a working definition. Webster simplifies the definition of a broad term deconstruction as, quote, the analytic examination of something, such as a theory, often in order to reveal its inadequacy, unquote. A biblical Christian website that I trust refines that, uh, yet maintains Webster's explanation by saying, deconstruction is the heading most recently applied to the process of questioning, doubting, and ultimately rejecting aspects of the Christian faith. My experience with the term confirms both references above. Deconstruction always seems to result in some aspect of the inadequacy and consequent rejecting of some or multiple components of Christian systematic theology. So there are many nuances to the methods employed, but essentially uh, there are three steps, which I'll illuminate uh, in a minute, that represent the majority of those who have chosen this path of deconstruction. The blog site Medium has provided very fertile ground for both the documentation of this trend as well as a platform uh, that's profitable for those writers who help as guides in the process. As many have observed and commented, there are, ironically, more articles published by anti-Christian writers under the tag Christianity than those who write from a Christian perspective, much less a biblical Christian perspective. Add to that the tags such as spirituality and religion, among others, and the imbalance becomes overwhelming. So step one on the path to deconstruction, that's the rejection of the Christian church. Often the first step in deconstruction is to reject the church as an institution for strengthening one's worldview. This renunciation happens when individuals believe they are no longer welcome in the fellowship because of an opinion they hold or a behavior they believe the church opposes. It can start with something as subtle as a church member not being welcoming, the music uh, not being their preference, the pastor saying something they disagree with, pressure to confirm to or conform rather to traditional values of, of morality, lack of sufficient interest in social concerns, and so forth. The list of reasons why people begin to reject the church are endless, and the impact of this trend is obvious in our declining attendance today. 
as we become more and more isolated and tribal, with strong, unwavering opinions on social matters in particular, the church has become an example of antiquated beliefs that do not translate in today's climate. Many churches have tried to mitigate this trend by becoming more enlightenment, or enlightened rather, and entertainment focused. Others have relinquished their theology in order to acquiesce to their declining membership and resulting funding. These attempts have only lessened the relevance of the church in today's world. The more the church moves toward pacifying its members and away from God's principles, the more anemic it has become, a reference to Revelation 2.4. The more the church stauntly remains a bastion of our biblical Christian worldview, the more it becomes identified as a narrow-minded target for ridicule and divisiveness that drives theologically weaker Christians the other way a reference to 1 Corinthians 3.2. So yes, in my view, the Christian church is sadly in a catch-22. So step two in the process of deconstruction, which is the rejection of God's word. Once one leaves a group of like-minded biblical Christian believers who study, fellowship, and hold each other accountable, i.e. the theologically sound church, It becomes easier and easier to rationalize those parts of the Bible that no longer apply to today's culture. Often this disparity starts in step one with the church member. The deconstruction is not overt, but covert rejection. This second step, where one begins to openly question the totality of Scripture, leaving one with only quote-unquote feelings about who God is and what he uh, covenants and commands, biblical Christians to do is extremely dangerous. Near the end of this step of deconstruction, the individual is left with a single concept to cling to, that being God is love, and my way to express that is to love my neighbor. While this is always an admirable goal and the Great Commission, Luke 10.27, condensing our whole systematic theology to a single three-word phrase makes a mockery of the 1.1 million word Bible God penned as a love letter to man. And finally, step three, rejection of God. Many never reach step three in deconstruction. Others do, but refuse to acknowledge it. One can question terms like predestination versus free will. However, many deconstructionists finally see no value in continuing the charade of including, quote-unquote, God is love in their worldview, and so shorten it to simply love my neighbor. There becomes no sense of a relationship with God or Christ, no prayer, no Bible study, no fellowship with believers. Over time, and with a support group on platforms like Medium, many move rapidly from agnostic to atheist. They add to the growing megaphone of, quote, I was a Christian for X number of years and no longer believe in a God that says, fill in the blank, unquote. So conclusion, by rejecting both the Christian church and those parts of the Bible one secular moral code disagrees with, there's a freedom to fully deconstruct and uh, to the simplistic and easily rationalized view that even if there is a God, all God wants from me is to be a good person. 
from that position, one can apply changing cultural norms to their worldview without regard to any supernatural influences or accountability. Of course, this fresh worldview has as its core sinful humans anthropomorphizing God into their own evolving moral code of ethics. Abortion, homosexuality, the existence of hell, eschatology, uh, God's righteousness, and so forth can all be set aside, replaced by, quote-unquote, love thy neighbor. The problem with this approach is that it is anti-Christian and it grieves the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 4, 29 and 30. Medium, and I'm sure many other outlets, has become a breeding ground for those deconstructing their faith, i.e. rejecting some or multiple components of Christian systematic theology. There are many writers in the quote-unquote business of teaching, guiding, and justifying those who are walking down this pathway. James 3.1. The number of claps and follows and comments on the deconstruction bandwagon on Medium is a testimony to the level of interest and engagement. Further, it documents the need for both guidance and confirmation that deconstruction is the answer to disillusionment and for some outright vitriol over church sinners who judge others using the Bible as a cudgel to beat people over the head. My view is that the Christian church as an institution is failing, caught between two choices. It can either lose its influence by systematically agreeing to weaken its theological underpinnings in order to cater to its members who no longer trust or tolerate a traditional biblical Christian worldview, or it can hold firm and lose members by attrition who are unwilling to be persecuted by our woke culture. What is happening to the church is intertwined with the continuing loss of the credibility and legitimacy of the Bible as the inerrant word of God. Ultimately, of course, God has the final say. That has been the missing link in this post so far. He, God, not only wrote the history of mankind, he is in control of the future of mankind. God's timing in all matters is perfect. As biblical Christians, we should not be concerned about any trends or persecution or losses As mankind deconstructs, we need to be even more diligent in seeking places and opportunities to serve him. God is neither surprised nor concerned that there are fewer and fewer laborers in the field that are ripe for harvest. John 4.35 God bless you as you serve him today. Today's podcast article was brought to you by bcworldview.org, providing honest reporting and analysis on the intersection of contemporary issues and theology based on a biblical Christian worldview. May God bless you as you continue to walk through this life with our Savior and Lord.